Hey, this is Reza. This is Sandy. Welcome to the Stone Cold Sober Podcast. Thanks for stopping by. Welcome to the 132nd episode of the Stone Cold Sober Podcast. And I need to kick this off by saying I made some big moves this week. Tell us, Sandy. What, what were those moves? Well, no, no, that's it. That's it. All I wanted to say was I made big moves. I don't want to tell anyone anything. Um, no. Um, I signed up for a gym membership. I I was originally... I love the way you start so, that, like, like you haven't had a gym membership before. Well, so this is the second gym membership I've ever had. Oh, really? That I paid for. Okay. Yeah. Um, I got two memberships first... right now. Yeah. Wait. What? Why we, do you have we've two talked gym about memberships? This before I think we've actually talked about it on the podcast. I have two because there's the the main gym that I go to, Retro Fitness, by my house, and then uh, a year and a half ago, Landon got me a membership at Planet Fitness, which is by her house. Now, while I don't necessarily care for Planet Fitness's equipment and stuff. It's a nice membership to have if I want to go to her place and not skip out on the gym. So I might stop there on the way to her place, get like an hour workout in, then go like shower at her house. But yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'm just greedy with uh, greedy so that makes memberships. Sense. Um, the first gym membership that I had was through my current employer and there was a corporate deal. So it was only $50 a month for access to every New York sports club in New York City. Um, and there's like a couple dozen of them. They're like, they're very, uh, they're, they're well placed with throughout the city. And the good thing is there was one directly across the street um, from the office. And that was good. And it was only $50 a month. But I signed, it, I signed up for it during a time where things got really busy. And I guess I just never, I just found myself paying $50 a month and never going. Oof, yeah. After a while, and I just thought to myself, you know, I'd rather not spend $600 a year just throwing it away. Literally throwing it away. So I went in and I asked the guy, hey, I'm looking to cancel my membership. He goes, well, why do you want to cancel your membership? I go, you know what, work's really busy right now. I I just sincerely do not have the time to go. He goes, all right, great. Well, we're, this is what we'll do. We're going to, we're going to put your account on, a, like, sort of like a, a hold, right? Because if I cancel you, and then I gotta like reopen you. There's another initiation thing we gotta do. I'll just put it on a hold for six months. So we won't charge your card, but you know we'll charge it, charge it up again in six months. And if you want to cancel it, then we can talk about it then. And I go, okay, fine. If you're not gonna charge me for six months, I'll. I'll, I'll take it, right? Because you're just giving me six free months. Um, but then the very next month, they started, like, I got another charge. And I go, this is stupid. Like, I thought we talked yeah, about right. this. So I ended up just canceling the credit card. Um, <laughs> Are you serious? <laughs> all right, well, actually, all right. Well, yes. The, the reason why I canceled the credit card was because I just didn't want that credit card anymore. It was the... <laughs> Uh, Amex Platinum card is like a four hundred and fifty dollar annual fee, oh, gosh. and I Crying. and it was like two weeks before or like a month before, um, I had to pay that again, and I just don't use that card enough to justify a four hundred and fifty dollar fee. You know, there's there was a time when American Express covered that for me. Ah, um, uh, yeah, when you were working the, there, right? Uh, when I was working there and I was working on the product, they they covered it. So you give me a card like that. That has a four hundred and fifty dollar fee, and I'm not paying it. Then it's fine. Then I'm happy to keep it in my wallet. But if I'm paying for this, I don't think it's worth it based on my lifestyle. And plus, I just got the Chase Sapphire Reserve, and that's also four hundred and fifty dollars. Um, so I'm not trying to have nine hundred dollars in credit card fees for two cards. You know what I mean? That's a lot of money. Uh, not that that is a lot of money, and that's not including all of the other credit cards that I have. Most of them are no fee, but there's a couple that are like $95, $125, stuff like that. So the fees add up if you, if you just let them go. Anyways, so that's, that was the end of the first gym membership. Now, there was a gym membership during school, but it was like a school gym. I just It was never in my framework to go to the gym. I think I went to the gym like five times during college. Wow. Um, like I, never, I just never went to the gym. It was never, it was never something that I was looking to do. Um, 
but recently uh, a little uh, a bird through the grapevine said, you know, hey, I've signed up for Equinox too. You should sign up. And I was like, oh, you know, because Equinox is really expensive. <laughs> the, uh, the initiation fee alone is $400. Oh, boy. Just to get your name in the system is $400. That's more money than both my gyms combined, I think, for the entire year. For the right for the <laughs> entire so, yeah. year, um, and then not only that, so you can pay. There's a couple of ways that you can pay. There is the single access, so you pay for access to one gym. There is an all access, which is you can get access to about thirty. I want to say maybe uh, two dozen to thirty gyms, and and a couple of nationwide ones at a certain tier. They're just uh, I think they're called uh, just I don't know what they're called. Fuck it, but there's a higher tier called like the club or something, like sports club or something. And there's two in New York. One is called the Printing House in Soho, and the other one's near me in Lincoln Center. And you would have to pay extra for that because they have like Olympic pools, saltwater pools. Um, wow. You would have to pay an additional fee to either just go to those or add those on to your uh, onto your thing. Now, I'm, if memory serves me correct. Uh, it's $200 or $210 for uh, access to a single gym. It's $235 to get all access and maybe like 290 to get into the, uh, the special tier. Um, I'm saying this, I'm like 80% sure that that's the case, but I do know that the, I'm like 90% sure that the all access one is like 230 or maybe 240. And that's what the most popular version is. Because that way, it gives people a chance to go to several equinoxes throughout the city, depending on if you're going during work, if you're going, you know, out in the morning, out in the evening. Um, some people actually, uh, funny enough, they use it. Uh, an auxiliary benefit is you now have a very clean bathroom wherever you go in the city. Yeah, that's uh, <laughs> that's that's funny, but based off my experience when I was in the city, uh, not last, uh, not not the last time when we were there for your for the run for the half marathon. But when I was there in, um, December with Elena, finding a bathroom was difficult. Right. Uh, that can be really difficult. So it's nice to just have that peace of mind where at any point you'd be like, Oh, there's an equinox. Let me just bop in and use a bathroom. Um, anyway, so my friend says, you know what, let me refer you. And I go, okay. Um, the, there was a June, sort of deal, right? Where they said, you know what? We're going to cut the initiation fee in half. So you're going to save $200, um, which is not nothing. It's definitely not nothing. But we were like, let's do better. Let's try and do better. So my friend goes, you know, I'll, I'll let you, I'll put you, you know, on as sort of a, an auxiliary member under my account. So I go in, I talk to the woman. She's very nice. Uh, she actually went to, to Muhlenberg College. Um, which was in uh, Allentown, uh, and she was our year. So we were just – I was just talking about how there's a ton of people from our school who went to uh, Muhlenberg. Yeah. But then when she says, I might know them, I go, I'm blanking. <laughs> and it was and it was just really – I was embarrassed. I'm not going to lie to you. She was really cute. I got embarrassed. You're like, uh, actually, I don't remember anybody. Actually, I don't really remember anybody. I was like, yeah, you know, I know a ton of people that went to Penn State and UD uh, you know, Penn, like all of the Rutgers, all the neighboring schools, Drexel. And she goes, oh, you know, you're, you know, she, she asked me for my birthday for when she was putting my name in the system. She goes, oh, we're the same year. Who do you know that went to Muhlenberg? I might know them. I go, huh, you're interesting. I, uh, I goofed here. I don't know. And I tried like frantically going through Facebook. And then because I was so nervous, I didn't know how to search for anyone. I don't even know if you can search for a college that your friends went to anymore i think you used to be able to do that like look at networks that people were a part of yeah see how many friends you had in different networks at least i know that was a thing when i first joined facebook ago. yeah that's that goes back 10 years now and nowadays i'm not sure you can do that right now i guess you can just deeply stalk on an individual level but if i'm trying to go like a macro level first and then drill down yes exactly they take that away are networks even a um, thing anymore like are you even associated or affiliated with the college or university on facebook because when you joined when we first joined you had to be part of a school right and and then my original sign up email was a, a lehigh email really huh. yeah because i went to governor's school 
and they gave us Lehigh emails. Oh wow! That's like temp emails, and then uh, that's how I was able to get on the Facebook as a, in high school. Wow! Like er, like a year early before everyone else, because I know that people started joining Facebook, uh, like closer to like our end of junior year, beginning senior year. Yeah, I remember that you were one of the first people that I knew on Facebook. Yeah. There were very few. I got an invite from my brother when they opened it up to uh, high schoolers. Mm-hmm. And so he was able to send me an invite because back then you only had 10 invites that you can use, I think. And yeah. so I got an invite and then I sent those out to a few different people at at, um, at Unionville. But honestly, I'm not even sure I can get rid of all 10 because people weren't interested. People were still on that MySpace thing. Yeah, that's very true. MySpace was still big. Yeah. Um, all the HTML and, and video embedding and embedding and, oh God. and automatic music playing. Oh, that was the it's just worst. horrific now. It it's horrific now. Great, like it used to be really nice, and then it just got out of control really, really fast. And then everyone just jumped ship. Like, look, I know that's your favorite song, but I don't want to hear your favorite song every time I load your page. Right, and it was also. But it was also. I don't like the fact that you would have custom background. Oh yeah, wallpapers on your on your. Site. It would take like thirty years for for any for like a single page to load. Right. People would just have so much stuff going on that it just wouldn't be worth your time to even like go. Yeah, exactly. But so I go there, you know. I go, hey, you know, my this is my friend. She uh, she referred me. Uh, you helped sign her up. You know, if you don't mind trying to sign me up, and I know I was like. 95% sure it was commission-based for them because they're sort of like, you know, a new member role. Like, you have to be able to sign new people, right? Right. So, I go, you know what? It'll help my chances to get onto my friend's uh, account if I go to the same person, she knows me, whatever. So, you know, I have her take give me a tour, and it's kind of weird because it's like a 5.30 tour, so everyone, like, the gym is packed, right, because everyone's working out after uh, after work. And they're like, you know, there's, like, people here lifting weights, and this is, you know, the machine area, and she's obviously being much more eloquent than I am. And you see people, like, in the middle of their sets looking at me, like, what are you, what's going on right now? It's like, oh, you're just touring the new gym? You, you've never been inside the Equinox before? You're not a cool kid? Um, so I'm sorry, I'm not a cool kid. Uh, but we basically like walked through everything, and she goes, "So what do you think?" And I go, "Well, you know, I'm excited. I just want to talk about price." And thankfully, she was able to get me on the corporate rate. So what the corporate rate does is it zeroes out the initiation fee, so I don't have to pay an, uh, an initiation fee. So 400, you know, in June is only 200, but for me it was zero. That's big. And that it knocks down the monthly all access cost from two forty or two thirty five or something like that to two hundred even. Wow. Um, and so I walked out of there paying two twenty because we amortized out uh, the remaining days of June, and my friend got two hundred and fifty dollars uh, added to her account as a referral bonus. I got a hundred dollars that I can throw to next month's. Uh, sort of monthly fee, so that's nice, right? Because next month will basically be half off. Perhaps that's a big referral bonus. Yeah, the normal referral bonus is one fifty one hundred, but for June they were doing two fifty one hundred, so it was nice. My friend basically gets a month free. Yeah. Um, and I get a month half off. So I went on Friday. I left work early, and I was just trying out the machines. And the machines are really nice. Um, they don't, they, they, they have a good amount of machines, but like the leg area has like one of each machine. So I guess it, I mean, it's smart, right? Cause you wouldn't have like 10 leg press machines. Um, but there's only one leg press machine in this morning. Uh, me and an old guy were basically like swapping in and out of the machine. So that, that, but I'm always really good about my etiquette. Like I always wipe everything down and yep. you know, I, obs- I obsess over that kind of stuff. Isn't that um, really annoying when other people don't though? Like when you get off a machine and you wipe it down, like, and, and somebody else comes in to get on it or whatever but then you like you're you're going over to a machine you're waiting for someone to finish up with it and then like they finish up and they're just gone never to be seen again you just gotta be like really yeah it's it's definitely a thing i think it depends on where in the workout i am if it's early i think it might throw me off more but if it's later i'm like drenched like my i was wearing a a slate gray shirt this morning and it was basically like a dark gray shirt because I had sweat through the entire shirt. So the second I sit down, like I'm drenching the entire machine. So I almost exaggeratingly 
wiped out each machine just so people see me doing it, right? And a guy will sit down and if he just like does like a quick like, oh, you know, I wiped it, but there's still sort of a little bit of sweat left, I'll, I'll vigorously wipe it all down. Um, but, you know, I, I went on the, the treadmill was interesting. I just wanted to see how the treadmills felt. Uh, what was nice about that was you can, there's like little TVs in the treadmill, which are, which are nice, but they also have these, uh, routes that you can run around the world. So you tell them your average speed, you tell them the average incline, and they're basically playing like a rolling video as if you were running along a trail. Okay. Yeah. So I, ha- so I have that, I ha- I'm listening to my audio book and I'm watching like sports replays up top. So it's like sensory overload, but at least it always keeps, yeah, but it always keeps me focused on something, right? Yeah. Um, like this morning I just finished uh, the book Hillbilly Elegy, which everyone's been raving about recently by J.D. Vance. Uh, and he just talks about what it's like growing up in the, the holler of uh, Kentucky and he went from there into the Marine Corps, into Ohio State on the GI Bill, and then like Yale Law. And it's, it's just his background is really interesting. It, it helps provide a little bit of clarity into sort of like the Rust Belt, you know, that everyone like – everyone talks about the white working class. Yeah. And no one really knows. Everyone's like, oh, they're just racist. You know, they're just looking for work or whatever. And it's like, well, it, we, we can't ever sort of delude ourselves into thinking that – a group of people are can be distilled into like two points, you know. Um, so it's it's a really good book. If you if you get a chance, you should definitely uh, read it. Um, he's just, he's got a decent voice. But the first day was nice, and then the showers. Everyone raves about their locker room facilities. So they have like a really simple locker system. Um, like you don't need a. You can like I think you can rent like a key if you if you really feel like you need a key. But most people just have like there's like a an easy dial where you set the code and then you turn the deadbolt over and then you just shuffle it up again and it just remembers whatever it was. But the uh it's the I guess the amenities in the locker room were the uh, the products that everyone has. So they they use Kiehl's products which is like a high the higher end uh, line of like shampoos and moisturizers and body washes. So everyone always swears by that. And their their towels uh, have like a eucalyptus smell to them. It's not like intense, but it's definitely there. Um, so that's what people rave about. Yeah. Uh, so I took a shower and then I realized I should probably bring flip flops. Definitely. Um, definitely. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I. Yeah. I didn't, I didn't even think about it to be honest. Uh, and what I hate is. If I bring flip flops, then like I have to. It's like a it's a weird thing, right? Because I gotta like wipe the bottom of my feet. Because if I just walk in the flip flops with wet feet, then the flip flops are wet. And then I gotta bring wet flip flops with me in my bag, and that just seems dirty. How do you do it? So I don't shower at the gym. I I don't go to a gym that's well. Actually, Planet Fitness their bathrooms are pretty nice. Retro Fitness, I would never want to shower there because I don't like the quality of their bathroom. Okay. So if if I were to do it, I would definitely take flip-flops and I would probably have to take a plastic bag just to put those flip-flops in so I can put yeah. them in my gym bag. Problem is I don't want to be walking around with that for too long because – Right, because like, that will get – Yeah. Mm. Also, you're going to be like running – you're going to be flying through plastic bags. So I do hear what you're saying. It's a bit of a conundrum that you got here. Yeah, so I think what I'll do is because I, I usually wipe down and then I, uh, wrap the towel and then I walk out of the uh, the shower stall. Yeah. But what I'll do is I'll I'll do that. I'll w- walk out of the shower stall. I'll just wipe the bottom of my feet real quick, and then uh, I'll just then get into the flip flops. I think that makes more sense. Yeah. Um, yeah, I keep saying I, I like I forgot it again this morning. Um, so this morning I've been uh, I've been going to bed early. I've been going to bed at like ten thirty, eleven, trying to get back. Remember that time when. Uh, I wasn't playing too many video games. I was just going to bed early and then waking up all the time and like yeah. running at like 6 a.m. Yeah. I'm trying to get back into that again. I think the summer helps because the sun – like I, I keep my uh, curtains up so that at sunrise or a little before sunrise, it hits me in the face. So it's like a good natural way to wake up. Right. Um, so I'm consistently waking up at around 5.30 and the gym opens at 5 on weekdays. So if I can just start working out early then at least that gives me the chance to say you know what i've got my workout done already it's only like 6 30 a.m and i'm walking home and i'm still super early for work but this way i can like 
potentially beat the rush uh, heading into the office and all that stuff. It's uh, it'll be I, I think it'll be nicer that way. And this way, if I you know get done with work, I don't have to rush home and get a workout in because then you're just with everybody. Um, that's for if I'm gonna be doing I think like standard workouts, just like my own shit. Um, but everyone's saying that Equinox, you ha- in order for Equinox to be worth it, you got to be doing the classes. And I know I'm going to try and uh, get with some friends to do some classes together and tr- really try out every single class. Now, I've already I've already set up two classes or two sort of training sessions because I get two for free. And one of them is a, one of them is a Pilates session. Uh, so I'm going to – I think I'm doing Pilates on the 30th of June, so next Friday – or rather this Friday, at like 8 a.m. So I'm just going to see what that's all about. Uh, working out, like they're saying, you're all about working the muscles that you don't know you have. It's like, well, I don't even have muscles that I know I should have. So this will be interesting. And another one is uh, what they call an Equifit consultation, which is they're trying to get a baseline sense of how you are physically. And the trainer they selected for me is a long-distance runner. Because I told him, like, I'm training for the half marathon and you know I want to get stronger and all that stuff. So it would be good for him to... To walk me through all that stuff. So overall, overall good. Um, I've gone twice already. Um, I know that with the with what I'm paying each month, there, I I can see it being a primary motivator. To be like, if you're bored, go to the gym because it's literally like because of where I live. It's on 76 in Amsterdam. Uh, where I live, it's the avenues aren't too far away. Because that's where the roads sort of like converge a little bit. So it's really like five blocks away. And if the gym is five blocks away, that can't be a reason why you don't go. Yeah. What is that, like a five, ten-minute walk for you? Yeah. Yeah, it's basically like an eight-minute walk. It's, it's nothing. It really is nothing. And what's smart is if you download the app, the second you get close, it's almost like a geolocation, the, um, it, it comes up in my wallet, like Equinox nearby, and I just swipe, and then they scan, and I'm in. Nice. Um, but yeah, this morning was leg day and, uh, based on what PT has been telling me, you know, I told him I got the weakest hips in the game. He goes, you gotta, you gotta get on the hip abductor machine. And so this morning I was looking at it. I was like, "Mm, this looks really confusing. But then I realized, oh, it's, I thought the one machine allowed you to do, allowed you to do two ranges of motion. But in fact, they have like a, like the, the squeeze and then the push out. Yes. They're separate machines. Yeah, yeah. I go, oh, not, well, that, that, that makes more sense. Because um, I was trying to, like, I was like, do these things, like, swivel around if I want to do the other ones? Like, no, they don't do that. It would make sense, I guess, that. right? I, you would think so, right? Because for the one where you're uh, squeezing, like, you start out with, like, your legs separated yeah. and you're sort of squeezing yeah. in. If I can toggle it on the bottom to set my starting uh, sort of, like, how wide I want to spread my legs, I wonder if there would be a way where, like... If you just swiveled it around, you could just start that in the one position right. and then push out. And then if you want to do something else, you can go to like five or six. Uh, I'm sure somebody's thought about that. Yeah. I guess maybe uh, – I, I guess it has something to do with like the pulley system with the resistant, resistance bands. And yeah, that's right. They're different. They're just opposite motions, so maybe it's just not possible. Yeah. So I did like uh, so I did that. I did both of those. I did three sets. I started at one hundred pounds, and then one hundred fifteen pounds, and one hundred thirty pounds. Um, wasn't easy. I won't lie to you. Um, definitely a lot of loud. I don't don't feel comfortable grunting in the gym. Uh, especially don't feel comfortable grunting uh, that early on a Sunday <laughs> in the gym. Um, but I was definitely breathing like very deliberately. Yeah. And then I get on, got onto the leg press machine, did your standard leg press at like 130, 145, 160, and then I did single leg uh, leg presses, which to honestly was a revelation recently that you could do that. Um, I'd always done like just a standard leg press, just like both feet pressing up against. And what's interesting is, so, oh, another, I guess another reason why I didn't pay for a gym membership was because in my old apartment, there was a gym. Yeah, that was the, another one. Yeah. And so their leg press machine had it where you would press like like your knees would move out as opposed to when you – on the new one, when you press, your feet are basically set. You're pushing your back and your body backwards. You know what I mean? Yeah. 
Uh, so that that got that, that took some getting used to because I thought like, wait, is this broken? My legs aren't moving, but my back is moving. And then I thought, oh, well, that, that, that that's the same thing. Um, th- I guess it just depends on where you want to push off. Do they have the one where you're kind of seated on a on an incline? I guess an incline. Yes. And the, yes. And then yeah, you're pushing, and you put the plates on it. Oh yeah, well yeah, they do have that okay. one. Um, I haven't done that one yet. That looks intense. Um, that's basically like you're sitting in a V formation on the ground. Yes, yeah, exactly. I was seeing guys put like ten plates on that thing. I was just like, mm, yeah, no. Yeah, man, it's the way to go. I like the, I like that one. Um. How many plates can you put on that thing? I'm trying to think back to the last time I was last time I went to the gym. I think I think I've probably maxed at twelve plates. How, how much is each plate? Each plate's forty five, so that's five hundred forty. And I think the, the the actual technical starting weight of the thing is like a hundred some pounds, like a hundred and eight pounds if I remember correctly. So that's that's like uh six hundred pounds. You crazy, dude? It's not. It's not. Oh, well. It's not as. It's not as ridiculous as it seems. Like if you if you were to try, I think if you try that one, I think it's because the seated one. I think is also using your body weight. So when you're doing like a when you do like a hundred some, you're really doing yeah. hundred some plus your body, and it's also not on the same like decline. So I think you're also doing a little bit of resistance of, of um maybe of of the of just that seated position. I guess I don't know. So yeah, I feel I've, like doing I've, the the one with the plates is is a little different. So the weight the weights don't don't translate well. I, I, this is going to be one of those things where I'm going to have to go in at like five in the morning when no one's there <laughs> and be like, all right, what is what is happening with these machines? Because I won't lie, uh, I, yeah, I'm a little self conscious in the gym right now because I guess I'm I'm just starting to get into it. Yeah, I totally understand. And I don't want to be like the dumb dumb. Who doesn't know how to use any of the machines? So I'm trying to go like early on the weekends, earlier in the weekday, just to be like, all right, give me give me a chance to read this and see yes. the car- little cartoon. Okay, that's what we're trying to do, and then uh, get into the groove that way. I also realized that it, I used to drape the towel around my neck, sit on a machine, work out, and then uh, wipe it down. But people put the towel down on the seat. Uh, so, uh, it's just little things that I'm picking up. Little things that I'm picking up here and there, just to, just to get there. But yeah, I, I saw people re- put a, like a ton of plates on that on that sort of press thing. I was like, mm, I'm good, not yet, not yet. I'll work up there. Yeah, at your but, own pace, man. But no, I completely yeah. understand. Uh, like, there's still stuff that I won't use. Like it depends on it depends on the time of day that you go, which yeah, I guess that's the funny thing about it, this this, this the, being the self self conscious about things. But like for example, if I go in the evening, there's this dude who's always on the squat rack. Every time I go, I'm, I, I swear this kid has to live there because I see him all the time. Yeah. And he's always on the squat rack, but he's on there for like well over an hour doing squats Is that- and like deadlifts. I'm like, how are okay. you here every single day doing that every single time that I come here for like more than an hour? I'm like finishing up. I'm not. I'm not trying to be at the gym for too long. Like after work, I'll right. be there for like right. between sixty, between sixty to ninety minutes. It depends on what I'm doing in the day and how I'm feeling. And almost every time I go there, that kid's always on that squat rack, and he's there for the the like the full duration of my gym visit. Sixty to ninety minutes is a great time. For the gym, yeah, um, yeah. But what's the what's the etiquette on that though? Can you like have you ever tried to like squeeze a set in? Um, no, because we have more than one squat rack, so I can okay. I can use the other one. But there's always one that's tend to be taken, almost always. Um, yeah, I don't always squat because after I tore my ACL, uh, I get this weird sensation in my knee when when mm-hmm. I do that type of motion. And so it's not it's it used to be more frequent back in the day like shortly after it happened the 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 between 2 and 3 years after it happened, but I was really nervous about it. So I didn't like to do squats. So I haven't really squatted too much since then. So I generally use the leg press. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah, uh I'm going to try and learn how to squat properly. Um 
the idea here is obviously to like start working out the hips, the legs, the calves, all that stuff, and the definitely the core. Uh, I'm gonna start implementing all these things in. Yeah. Um, I'm just sort of realizing that I don't know. Like, if I can look around and just see what other people are doing, then I can start to pick up some stuff. And there's like a big mirrored wall where there's like a lot of like the benches where people are doing free weight stuff. And I'm just thinking, thinking like most people aren't there to like really look at what other people are doing, right? Like you go to the gym because you got to get your stuff in, and then you're basically showering and get and leaving. So that that's sort of what I have to tell myself to be like, hey, it's okay. You can you can do whatever you need to do. Yeah, definitely. And like between sets too, when you're just taking a, when you're taking a breather, it doesn't hurt to like yeah. look around. I read the equipment all the time, even though I've read most of it. I read the equipment all the time, just in my boredom, just between. Oh sets. yeah, I'm just sitting there like yeah. reading the thing. Like, uh, I don't know about that. Or yeah, that yeah. looks good to me. Sit there and watch other people, and then that's when you see like the ridiculous things that people are doing when people are. Uh, so like, there's the tricep dip or the tricep press machine, which uh, yep. you're, you're kind of seated and you're 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 extending your arms straight down at your side, right? And yep. I've seen people use this machine almost like it's an ab workout. They com- they keep their arms completely like straight, I guess, or maybe they keep it bent. But then they 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 bend their their uh, their stomach inward. They curl their body in, and I'm like, hmm. what are you guys doing? Um, That's not what it's designed for. I've seen people do some insane things. I wish I can think of even more examples. Obviously, these are gonna be better if I had like pictures or video anyway, but. I always wonder, like, what, what is the etiquette for that? Should I be like, you're not doing that right? <laughs> or should I just let them do their thing? Like, they're so bored right. that they can just go ahead. Do you, boo-boo. Yeah. Do you, boo-boo. Don't break your neck. Yeah. Please. Please. That'll be a day ruiner for me. <laughs> um, yeah, so. Uh, speaking of waking up early, because uh, I, I do like waking up early and going to the gym. I think it's nice that there's not too many people there. Um, and you can sort of work out however you desire. I had to wake up early yesterday because I had to do some volunteer work for the New York Roadrunner situation. Uh, Jesus, not situation, situation. association. <laughs> yeah, this whole like New York Roadrunner situation. Um, the uh, the association. Now, I'm doing this thing called a nine plus one program for the 2018 New York City Marathon. In order to qualify to gain automatic entry into that race, you have to run nine officially sanctioned like marathon qualifier races, and you have to volunteer at one uh, event. So I've run seven. I've com- successfully completed seven races already, and this was my one volunteer event. Now the issue is, Reza, I woke up at five o'clock on Saturday. Do you want to know what the weather was yesterday at 5 o'clock in the morning? Yeah, what was it? It was downpouring. Really? There was downpour rain yesterday. I didn't know it rained yesterday. <laughs> yeah, right. It was downpouring in the morning. I left my apartment. It was coming down in sheets. Originally, my plan was to leave my building about like 45 minutes early, cross the park, and then walk up to like 102nd and 5th uh, Ave. Just because if it's a nice morning and I've got an audio book, it's whatever. But it was coming down in sheets. I took a cab. And then my friend and I, we were in rain. Like, we basically had running shorts on, sneakers, and a rain jacket. And they gave us a poncho. And we, we, I had to stand in the rain for four hours directing people where to go. So we were out there by 6.30. And it was basically here. Like, the bathrooms are that way. The race check-in tent to pick up your bib and shirt it this way. Are you here for bag drop off that way? Do you want to know where the corrals are? It's the other way. Thankfully, I did it with a coworker of mine because that way we could just shoot the shit, right? Nice, yeah. But so there's something, random. yeah. But there's something to be said about standing there in the pouring rain for four hours. Like, like my feet were in puddles. Did you have an umbrella? It, no, oh, come because on. come on, because I was dumb. I was dumb. I was dumb. <laughs> I thought they were gonna make me check it. I thought they were gonna make me check it. I goofed. I goofed. I goofed. Um, but just as it started, just as the race started, and it was the LGBTQ Pride Run because it's Pride Weekend in New York. Um, just as they started it to run, it stopped raining and the sun came out. And so it then got super humid. <laughs> um, so everyone, all the racers were complaining about how humid it was. 
And I basically had to, it was me, my friend Adam from work, and then this couple from South Africa that we had bumped into that were, uh, like, after we told people, like, pre-race where everything, what they had to do, we basically got together again. We had to help them uh, collect survey results, which is, did you like the race today? Would you run it again next year? So we were set up in groups of fours along the sort of like the post-race alley where there's like all of these vendors with things that they're giving out and whatnot. And we set up this great system where instead of having people fill out the survey on the iPad themselves, we basically yelled out, did you like the race? Yes. Will you run it again next year? Yes. And I would just like tap their responses. And so they were expecting like 250 responses uh-huh. out of everyone, out of five iPads. Reza, in the two iPads I was controlling, we got 300. Oh, nice. And so I told them, like, hey, listen, we got a brand new way for you to collect. Like, if you really want results, don't have racers come over and tap, like, do survey stuff because they're not going to want to do that. But if it's a two-question survey and you ask them, hey, did you like the race this year? Do you want to run again next year? And they say yes to both. You've got your result there. Right. So we basically had the uh, South African couple just like yell out at uh, certain people. And it helped that they were both attractive people so that they were uh, they were grabbing results. Um, but you also need to have like a sort of a, that sensibility to do that. You know, you got to be more extroverted. But yeah, then thankfully, uh, yesterday became really nice. Like yesterday was a really, really nice day. Um, I ended up meeting with a friend and we just sat in the park and we talked about conspiracy theories for like four hours. But at least I, I got to go home and shower and then... Uh, and get out of it. But it was just such a night and day transition between with the rain coming down so hard at one point that the cab driver on the highway was like, we're going to slow down because I can't really see cars ahead of us <laughs> to there's not a cloud in the sky. Um, so, so, so that was, uh, that was, that was yesterday. Um, glad that I got it done. So now I have seven races that I have successfully run and completed. And in about a week, it'll register that I, volunteered at this race and then all i need to do uh, before 2017 is up is run two more marathon qualifier races and then i'll be official like i'll gain automatic entry into the marathon now whether or not i do the marathon is a separate thing right but at least this way i have like a, a ticket that i won't have to i won't have to fundraise for because that's the other way to do it yeah let me ask you real quick uh have you signed up for the other two races no. Okay. Um, I Because ha- sign-up isn't open for a lot of them. And I didn't want to sign up for summer races, A, due to travel, but B, due to the heat. Um, if you're running at 8.30 in the summertime, it's already too late, in my opinion. Um, I like running at around, like, f- honestly, 5.30, 6 a.m., where it's still, like, high 60s, low 70s. Right, it's a little cooler. And the hum- it's a little cool. The humidity will still be there, but it's bearable. If you start waking up with the sun like already in the sky, you're you're baking. You're you're baking. And I've, and I've done afternoon, evening, early evening race uh, runs, tra- uh, training runs where it's like 92 degrees and humid, and you're dying because the humidity just saps all the energy out of you. Yeah. Even though you're running with like Gatorade in your bottle and you know the electrolytes that you're filling it up as fast as you can, but the, the body is just. It's just tough running in the humidity is all. So hopefully we'll find uh, – I mean not hopefully. We will um, find two marathon qualifying races in the fall and then, then I'm good. Yeah. Then I'm good. Yeah. Um, the big race right now is the Philly half. That's the one that I'm training for right now. All right. Yeah. And yeah. I will be there. Yeah. We're going to definitely eat some good food. Um and then maybe we'll, depending on who's home, I might take that cooking class with you guys uh, if you guys want to do it. Because oh, I will, I'm thinking about just being home from that weekend into Thanksgiving. Yeah, that'd be really cool. I'll, um, there's no, I don't think there's a reason for me to go back and then to come back like two and a half days later. Right. Yeah. I'll, um, they don't have this. They won't have the schedule up for that far in advance. But okay. We can definitely. I'll definitely keep an eye out for it. Um, around, yeah. I guess September, September or so yeah. is when they should have the classes set up for that time. Yeah, especially because like you know the Tuesday, Wednesday of that week are gonna get really slow. So we should figure out like some sort of adventure to go on. Yeah. Or just some activity to do. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So. Uh, 
so I think that's it for, for, for that kind of stuff. Just been just trying to be active again. Not playing as many video games, uh, just trying to be more active. I'm, I'm excited, though. Yeah. So, for me, this is the last day of fasting for me. So excited. I, I thought I thought you were I done. wish it was today, man. I oh, really I do. I'm signed up for a cooking class today. <laughs> uh, I know Lane is very disappointed. <laughs> Lane is very di- Like, she came home yesterday. She was, like, texting me, like, any updates? Any updates? Any updates? Like, right. all the time. Y'all see it yet? Y'all and see then, that, that, that new moon? And then, uh, so, like, the way, the way it works, it's based on the moon. It's based on moon sightings. So, the, the start date and the end date is variable. It depends on whether the moon's visible in your part of the world. So, right now, it's Eid, or uh, the, the the first day of the new month. And the meaning that you're not, you're not fasting in a few other countries, but in the U.S., at least on the East Coast of the U.S., I can't, we can't see it. Now, some people, some people just do do it based off of they make kind of like a national thing. So some people's mosques will will go off of a reading or sighting in Saudi Arabia, but not my mosque. So we're still fasting today. Now, as soon as today's over, as soon as we hit tomorrow, so basically tomorrow, I gotta I got to. So I've already noticed that I've lost strength and and energy. I guess the energy is obvious, but I've lost some strength throughout the month. So starting tomorrow, I need to try to get into a, into a workout routine that I can that I can build into, that I can build myself up into. And I haven't even thought about how I'm going to do this at all right now, but I guess I should think about it today. I need to do I need to do meal prep for the week. And I need to figure out what my workout plan is going to be because I have to get back into the gym. I have to regain what I've lost. And I'm, I am excited to do it though. Like it, it's exciting to finally get back into the gym, to finally be able to run, uh, right. do all that good stuff. I mean, you got to get to that wedding, wedding weight. Exactly. That wedding weight class. Exactly. Yeah. So yeah, I'm looking forward to that. Um, what are your, do you have any like goals yet that you've set for what you want to accomplish or is it just first like let's just ease back into it and then figure out where we are and then take stock um so it's hard to to put a specific number like I don't have a I don't have a particular weight goal I guess uh-huh. I just do things more like how do I feel how do I look how do I how do I how do I feel about the way that I look you know yeah and especially when especially if 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 I'm like lifting weights and putting on muscle it's hard to attribute too much uh i was going to say weight to but but i can't use that word here it's hard to assign too much importance to that to that to that weight oh, number sure. because oh, sure. uh muscle weighs more than than fat so even if i'm losing fat i'll i'll be putting muscle back on and then it'll look like i haven't done, lost anything so it's really just more about how i look for that final for for mm-hmm. um for the wedding in terms of goals um, I want to say I have, I have, I want to say I have less goals and just more of a process in mind and just in terms of what I need to eat or what I don't need to eat and, and how often I want to find myself in the gym. Yeah. So just like, you know, how many times a week you are in the gym and how consistently are you hitting that goal and yeah. what are you eating and right. sort of like, just, I guess, general, uh, a healthier lifestyle yeah exactly yeah it's it's tough to do that when you're fasting it's like you'll you'll develop cravings through the day like i'll watch a video i'll watch i'll watch i'll watch a binging with babish video and and he'll make like a burger and then i'll be craving a burger for like the rest of the day and when you're not eating anything i don't know why you do that i don't know why you watch (laughs) that's that to me that's the stupidest thing you could do you're fasting and you're watching like people cook like delicious food i'd be like nope change that channel right now maybe it's 7 p.m but but i like at noon it's not it's not terrible but uh yeah it's it's difficult it's difficult to to keep up and like one thing you never want to do when you're fasting is shop like late in the day because when you go to the grocery store, you walk down certain aisles and you be like, "Oh God, I gotta eat that." Like, "Oh, there's a bag of chips. There's some candy. There's." It doesn't even have to be bad. It doesn't even have to be bad food. It can just be anything. You'll see. You'll you'll buy way too much. Your eyes are way bigger than your mouth at, at that moment, yeah. and so you end up buying a bunch of stuff that you don't need, a bunch of stuff that you shouldn't be buying because you're just hungry and your body's saying, "Get it all. I want it." And then you yeah. get home and. First of all, you purchase too much food, and secondly, you don't want you want you don't want to let it go to go to waste, depending on what it is. And then you eat it. Um, so, 
So now that now that this will be over, I can finally kind of get back to a normal to a normal routine, a normal life. I won't have to, I won't be staying up late anymore because that's probably been the, my least favorite part. Um, now going with that though, Saint, I gotta ask, when is the last time you've done an all nighter? Um, a tr- like w- was I out or like just in general? An <laughs> I guess all-nighter? just in general. Not for a while. Like if I would I guess not... Ogilvy maybe. Definitely, uh, for work purposes, yes. I don't know if like for like we went out one night and you know I got home at like super early, uh, but definitely have not done one on purpose for a long time. Gotcha. Yeah. So, um. There was this. Uh-oh. There was this. Yeah, I had. I hate all nighters. I I did like. I only ever did like three or four in college. I always made sure that I found a way to sleep for at least a couple of hours, because I I like I can't internalize. I can't mentally deal with like it's it's really weird. But I can't I can't deal with not having a progression a sleep a sleep break between yesterday and today or today and tomorrow. So. I uh like if if I do an all nighter, it's really hard for me to say like that once say say it's Monday, right? Yeah. Say I do I stay up all night into Tuesday. It's really hard for me to say on Tuesday in the middle of the day that I did something yesterday because it all feels like the same day to me. So I really right. crave just that break of sleep to say that that's a difference in time. Obviously, that's not the only reason. I get super um out of it very slow. I can't think as quick and just tired in general. So I had to do an all-nighter this week. And the reason, Why? The reason is because uh, about a month ago, maybe even a little more than a month ago, there was this, there was this grant application that my advisor had, had, had uh, linked me. And I looked at it and I was like, yeah, I don't know if I'm like, the, the funds are probably not going to hit me by the time I graduate if everything goes according to my plan. And so it would probably be a waste of time for me to apply for it. However... I could I I applied for it last year. I was rejected, but most grants people a lot of times for grants people get rejected and they just take what they learned from the last time. They reapply with the same application but make adjustments to uh account for the reviewers um uh, concerns. So that's what I did. Well, that's what my advisor suggested that I do. And so I was like, "All right, cool. I'll do that." However, I've had a really busy like month, I don't know. I've had a really busy a year. And so I've been working on d- different projects now. In the back of my head, I always thought, okay, that application is due. I saw the closing date was the, I think, the 28th. So I was like, all right, cool. I have until like the, the last week of June to finish that. That's what I thought to myself back in May. And then over the month, I'm like, oh, that application is due soon. I was like, ah, right, but you still got time. It's due at the end of the month, right? And then my advisor emails me about it last weekend on Saturday. And uh, I'm like, oh, yeah, good call. Thanks for the reminder. I'll go ahead and work on it. So I'm working on it, right? And then in the like these packages, these these PDFs, these instruction files are massive. They're like 60 pages of just text with a lot of uh, administrative information, and then like what you need to write, what you need to do. And so then they 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 kind of have the the breakdown of what's required for each section. And then I see that it's I see the prenatal grant due June 21st, and I'm like, oh gosh, like, wait, come again. 21st that's uh that's wednesday and when you submit these applications you don't submit them yourself personally you submit them to your school who submits it on your behalf that way if you get funded if money comes to you it doesn't come to your personal bank account first of all that's tax issues that you don't want to have to worry about right secondly you don't want to have access to that money because uh or they don't really want you having access to all that money because they're probably not going to give it to you if that's the case you got to have some type of plan to deal with that money if they're going to give it to you directly. So if I wanted to submit it myself, the University of Delaware wants it three days ahead of the deadline. Three days ahead of the deadline, 72 hours ahead of the deadline is Sunday. And I was filling this out on Saturday. I wasn't going to be able to like, and and I'm assuming that's 72 hours of 72 business hours, which would have been Friday morning. I missed the deadline already. So I'm like, shoot. All right. I email my, my, my advisor, let him know. I, I fudged up. Uh, I missed the deadline because it's due the 21st and I can't submit it three days before because three days before is already passed. So he's like, that's a bummer. Um, but he reaches out to the people at, at the uh, the Danforth Center out in St. Louis where he is. 
Yeah. Yes. Um, hey, uh, first of all, it's, it, it'll, it's, it'll be a, it'll be an, a difficulty. It'll be an issue having the ma- the money go to that to that center because I'm not I'm not a student of I'm not an employee of the center of the Danforth Center. So the right. money it, it it's going to be weird the way it works because I get paid through the University of Delaware. That's where the money comes from, but the money is also part of a grant. So the similar to this, basically, there's a larger grant that's that has that uh, has been the money's been given to the, to UD, and then UD gives me money every month. It'll be an issue for figuring out how to make uh, the Danforth Center pay me while still being a student at University of Delaware if I get this grant. But regardless. He contacts them and asks, okay, if my student submits this application to you guys, how long will it take for you to submit the grant? And they're like, uh, we, we want it, uh, I think, what did they say, 24 hours before, a, a little more than 24 hours ahead of time, so Tuesday morning. So I'm like, all right, cool. I got this. Now, I'm getting this information on Monday, all right? <laughs> so Saturday and Sunday goes by, and I don't, I don't work on it because I, wasn't, I didn't think I could do it. So this happens Monday, like at 11, maybe noon. And what he's like, all right, I just got the okay. Can you do it? I'm like, yeah, I can do it. I already got the application from last year. I'm just going to make adjustments to it to fix it. Because last year I had, um, there were three, there were three reviewers and one of the reviewers said it was good. And the two other reviewers didn't pass it. So I just needed to, I just need to change the minds of one of those other reviewers, at least like there's still another process after that fact, but that's at least where I need to get to. So they can at least consider the work. <clears throat> so I um, I start working on this application, and they've changed some things, man. They've changed some things. First like of all, what? yeah. So so first of all, the all of the material that I need, unlike last year, I think the document was a little bigger because they put everything in this one giant PDF. Within the PDF that I'm reading this time, though, they have embedded PDFs, which are very difficult to find, which I was unaware that that existed at the time, because I'm I'm working on one section at a time. I already have what I had. I already have what I have from last year, and I'm just updating things, right? And so I'm reading through, and uh, I come across something later on. Because they're oh, sorry, I I should specify this. What the issue is that there are four different grants. There are four different, um, maybe even more four different like grant um grants that can be given there's a pre-doctoral grant there's a post-doctoral grant there's also a grant for like teachers and educators um i'm not, I'm not even sure what the details of that one are and there's another one i think there's an undergraduate one too and so there's different specifications for each of these but the documents that are required are the same for all of them it's just that the details that are going to be within these documents are different for each of them and so they Yikes. specify what's what's required for each in certain in uh in the text so i'm reading through and i see that there's this one giant section that i'm working on and they're like okay you have this section this section this section i'm like that's different from what i had last year so now i delete the stuff i write a whole bunch of things by this time it's like one in the morning maybe midnight and I'm uh, writing this section and I'm deleting a bunch of stuff from the last year and I'm writing more stuff. I'm like, all right, this looks good. This looks good to me. And then, uh, I open up another, like one of the embedded PDFs to, to work on another section. And then I see instructions for the section that I just changed the, the largest section. Really. It's like, it's like a, uh, it's a, it's a maximum of, I think six pages. And that's where you're detailing your project, what you're hoping to find the results, blah, blah, blah. And I see that the the instructions are different than what I had just followed. They are asking for sections that I had from last year that I had already deleted. And I'm like, oh my God, like what, what is going, so whatever. I don't even, I don't even have to, I never even looked into why what they had written in the main text was different from this, uh, the, the specific set of instructions for this section for, for my grant. But regardless, I, I went back to my old one copied the text that I had deleted. I inserted it. I inserted it in. However, I had gone over the page limit now. (laughs) So then I'm like editing it, trying to, I actually removed a figure that I had added because that just made it too long. And I'm, I'm like grinding. And at at some point, I think at like one 30, I went downstairs to eat, you know, had to get the breakfast in before the fast started. And then I think, uh, it's all spiraling out of control. Yeah, it did. It was it was a mess. I I thought I thought I thought to myself, okay, as long as I get this big section done, though, I'll be able to go to sleep. You know, it'll take me like an hour or maybe two tops to finish up the the, the lingering stuff. This is at like two. 
So I tell myself, okay, by like, I'll be done by like maybe 4 a.m. at the latest, right? And I'm sitting there grinding, and then I see like there's other stuff that I didn't have from last year that they're at, that they're asking for this year. So then it's like, oh crap! All right, so now, now I gotta like make new sections that I didn't have last year. They weren't terribly difficult, but I also didn't see the importance of them. To be honest, I didn't think they're gonna be terribly important for the for the grant. Like these these are these are things that aren't gonna be these aren't gonna weigh on the minds of the of the reviewers in my in my mind, like. They are they are there just to prove that you a partially follow partially a follow the instructions. Um, B you at least had some set of plan in mind when you write when you wrote it. So like the purpose of the document is to it's it was it was a logic diagram and it was supposed to it was it was more it was more for the you as you prepare to write the grant to show to tell yourself this is what you need this is the flow of the of the material from from a to b to c to d to finish right and so that was the purpose of the document again i already had one written from last year like the 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 grant this was my plan the entire time but now i had to add this logic diagram to this grant that didn't have it last year and just like i don't know there, there was never like no clear instructions on how to make it there were a lot of examples of what they were so i just slapped something together put together the few of the other documents but by the time i finished everything it was like 8 a.m dude like 8 a.m 4 a.m passed 5 a.m passed the sun's coming up 6 a.m passed i think it was like 7 7 30 when i finally like finished most things but i had to i had to have this um this document signed by 10 a.m to send to to the danforth center so that way someone can sign that or sorry, someone could fill that in, get it signed by the appropriate people. People that way they can, they can submit it for me on my behalf. So I was trying to have it submitted by. I thought I needed everything done by 10 a.m. I think I only needed that particular document done at 10 a.m. Regardless, I had that completed, and then we had a lot of back and forth in emails. Now, 10:30 hit, and I was done. I passed out, man. I couldn't stay up anymore. I remember. I yeah, remember. It was yeah. 10.30, maybe 11 at the latest. I passed out. I woke up like two, two and a half hours later to a few different emails asking for more information. I, I didn't fill this in right or whatever. Um, but I got the main thing that I needed in. That way they can start to work on it at least. So we then started going through the package and <clears throat> filling out various information, uh, fixing different things, working on the budget that I put together. Um, taking the advice of certain people like, oh, you, you, like you've requested money for this. I'm not sure you should request international travel funds because that's apparently, that's typically frowned upon. And I'm just sitting there thinking, what the hell do they even offer it for then? Like if it's frowned upon, these are, these are good conferences that I'm asking to go to. It's not like I'm right. just asking to go to things just because these are, these are, but like, well, one of them was in the south of France. I was, I was, I was trying to go there. Um, but, Got it. It was like it, it had nothing to do with where it was. It really was just specifically the the conference itself. And when I googled and I saw where it was going to be, because I had to figure out whether these funds were these were international or uh, domestic travel funds, and you had to separate that the separate the two like that. And so I'm like, all right, cool. You know, this much for this for this much for this uh this uh conference, this much for this conference. Like, oh, this many like. Two thousand dollars because you need the the flight, the hotel. These are all estimates, right? There's the registration fee, so these are all estimates that you're making. But I'm trying to make sure that I'm not going over by by an excessive amount. But I'm also trying not to go under because I'm not trying to have to pay for stuff out of pocket too. So, um, we we work on a bunch of stuff, and finally, like I, I guess we finally finished everything up. The next, like, oh, we found out we needed recommendations. That was also embedded in one of these these uh in in one of their embedded PDFs. So thankfully, the embedded PDF thing. I don't like it. Is I don't like it at yeah. all, man. Because because it's not clear. It's not clear when you're when you're when you're really quickly trying to look for information. I literally searched the the sixty page whatever document for recommendations when I started. I don't think I I don't remember if I needed recommendations last year. It's hard. I can't remember. But uh. When I search for recommend recommendations, recommended, blah, 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 it doesn't come up. However, it's in one of their supplemental embedded PDFs with that information. And nope. so thankfully, I've had people write me recommendations not too long ago. So I reached out to people like, hey, I, I really apologize. This is very last minute. I'm very aware of that. However, I'm working on this grant. 
it, ha it has a recommendations requirement that I didn't realize until just now. Um, you wrote me one recently. Would you mind resubmitting re that for me and emailing it to this person? So thankfully, I was able to get my three recommendations in on time. Uh, those came before, like it was due five. It was due at five p.m. on Wednesday this week on the twenty-first, and so I got all three recommendations in. And I actually wanted a fourth. The fourth didn't come in on time. The fourth came in like a couple of minutes before the deadline, and we just couldn't we couldn't wait that long. So, um, but that was it. I, I'm not a fan of all nighters, man. Because that night, like I did revert back to my my. It's not even a normal sleep schedule. My Ramadan sleeping schedule, pretty pretty easily. But dude, like, I. St my, even on Thursday, on by by when it was Thursday, I thought I still thought it was Wednesday. So I guess, I guess we got to learn to get our grants in earlier. <laughs> to read the directions a little more clearly before you before you file that one away, so that way you know exactly when it's due. And, but I think and, uh, you'd be able to do that though if you have more time. Yeah. Well, next time, next time, what I have to do is put a put these events in my calendar and put reminders on them that way like two weeks prior i get a little notification and says hey reza the grant that you want to apply for is, is due in two weeks just so you know if you haven't started it already you probably want to do it now and uh with that you know that way i'll have time and i'll be able to you know instead of dedicating a full day of of um just crash working on something which you know, it, it can't be the best way to get something approved. So we'll see if I even get this, if I even get the money. We'll see if I even need the money, really. But we'll see if I get it. And you know, had I, had I spent had I spent two weeks working on, it, I could have just done it. I could have just done an hour a day for two weeks, put together this, uh, put together the same package or even a better quality package, and not have to lose sleep over it. Definitely. Definitely, man. Yeah, yeah. Better planning on my part next time. Definitely. I also think because better planning is necessary because the projects that you work on uh, and the amount of effort that needs to go in to make them, uh, to finish them, just requires so much. Yeah. Like, it's not like any of these things are small tasks. They're they're rather large and intensive. And you just owe it to yourself, I think, to, to give yourself more time so you don't have to rush. Right. Yeah. Yeah, that's it, man. I got it. I got it done. We'll see what happens. Man, uh -huh. This is like this is like you sort of like you know when people say, like, "Oh man, I haven't thrown up in years." It's like, <laughs> well, you got to reset the clock now. Yep. You got to reset the clock yep. now. Got to reset sure. the clock. All nighters is not my forte. It's not something I was ever good at. And and what I what I was find what I always find and what I did find that that night was that as it gets later in the evening, you're just slower. Like what, what, what should take me like 15 minutes, maybe 30 minutes was taking me an hour because I just wasn't working as fast or as quickly as I should. And when it's, you, it's not even like I'm you, being distracted. It's just like my, I'm just really operating at a slower speed. When do you do your best thinking? Usually after lunch, usually like the, between, between noon and like six is usually when I do my best thinking. Gotcha. Okay. Well then, if, if that's the case, then you should probably spend the morning getting done, uh, like uh, almost like clerical work, responding to a ton of emails, planning out your afternoon, so that after lunch, when you do your best thinking, that you can really crank through, right? Because if you're not doing your best thinking in the morning, then even waking up early is not really going to do too much for you. Yeah. So you should probably try and get like when you go in, you open up your email, you make sure like there's something new from overnight, and you plan out the day of how much you want to work and what you're gonna fully focus on. That'll be a better way for you to complete stuff. Like I do all my best thinking in the morning, so I don't mind pushing up like my start time, so that I start earlier in the day, and then after lunch I can like, take it a little bit easier. Yeah, that's good. Uh, that's a good plan. Yeah. Yeah. Well, especially now that Ramadan will soon be over, you'll you'll be oh, back yeah. to a normal schedule. You'll, I mean, you'll get more energy back. You'll be working out more. You'll you'll feel a lot better overall. So hopefully, it'll all come together. Yeah, absolutely. 
Nice. All right. Well, I think I'm going to have to wrap it up here. i got to start getting ready. Lane is on the way. So. All right. Let's get out of here. All right. Well, I'm Rezo. I'm Sandy. Thanks so much for listening. We'll see you guys next week.